Butker trying to line this up. Winchester will snap it. Colquitt will hold it. Twenty twenty tie. High snap. Pull down. Butker's kick is up. It is right down the boulevard. It's good. And the Chiefs take a twenty-three to twenty lead with four seconds left in regulation. And Harrison Butker kicks some. You know what? Welcome to the Chiefs' kingdom. Hi, how's it going, Chiefs Kingdom? You're listening to the Arrowheads Abroad podcast with myself, Tom Childs, and joining me tonight is Dave Barnett. How are you doing, Dave? I'm all right, mate. It's nearly the weekend. It's nearly football. I'm okay. I'm surviving. Okay. Okay. Do you know I'm really excited about tomorrow? Because I don't know if you're like a fan of of the show, but the Breaking Bad film comes out tomorrow. I love the show. I'm skeptical about the film. I just trust Vince Gilligan a lot because he's like a really good writer and I don't think he would allow it to go ahead unless he, he was happy with the story and what was being produced. So I trust him a lot because it's one of the few shows that ends really well as well. That's the thing. That's the thing I have about it. It was just like the show ended so perfectly. I just don't see the need to re- to revisit it. It, you could, it just left it well alone. By all um, means, do spin off. Like, do spin off stuff. Like, if you wanted to like bring so. Aaron Paul back into the, you know, mm-hmm. the the frame, do something with Aaron Paul. Just don't call it Breaking Bad. You know, he had better call Saul. There's nothing wrong with that. It's just, I feel like, I don't know. This feels like when they tried to make that Scrubs spin off and left the Scrubs name on it after the perfect final season of Scrubs. And I just hope it doesn't end like that with Breaking Bad. Well, I'm I am intrigued to see what happens to Jesse Pinkman after, obviously he escapes from um, being a prisoner for God knows how long. And yeah. spo- spoiler spoiler alert to sorry <laughs> to anyone that hasn't <laughs> seen Breaking Bad. He wasn't before. a yeah. <laughs> um, Who's Jesse Pinkman again? What? <laughs> but um, if you are a Breaking Bad fan, then chances are by the time you've listened to this podcast, you've already seen the film because the film comes out in a matter of hours literally four hours from recording I plan on avoiding social media throughout the whole whole of tomorrow so I don't get any spoilers and I can just sit there with my cup of tea and pack of biscuits tomorrow night and sit there and watch the film. Hey, I don't start work till half nine so I could technically watch it before I go to work in the morning. Well, I will be blocking you (laughs) Hey Tom, see what happens in a Breaking Bad movie? Hey Tom (laughs) It's actually funny. I actually spoiled Breaking Bad for someone. Um, yeah, I, you spoiled Breaking Bad for hundreds of people <laughs> if they've never seen it before right now. <laughs> hundreds of them. It's literally ended like five years ago, so they've, they've had a while. Um, but yeah, years ago I was talking about Breaking Bad and um, I was talking to my friend about it and I said, we talk about Hank dying and I said about Hank dying and all I heard from uh, the other room was his little sister goes, Hank dies? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's funny, but I also hate you at the same time. Because yeah, yeah. I don't like being that guy. I don't yeah. want to be that guy. You like. see, I accidentally did it with Game of Thrones um, because I started reading the books um, like after season three, I think it was. Okay. Um, 
Or was it? I can't remember. Maybe even after season two. But I can't. You know, remember. you tell stories like an old person. Yeah, and you go over <laughs> things in your head that are completely irrelevant and doesn't really matter. Yeah, and you just sit there. But and anyway, you like you it have was. To get it <laughs> yeah, I know it. it <laughs> annoys me immensely <laughs> i have to get the details right tom it annoys um, me more trust me <laughs> yeah I, i'm sure but um basically it was the bit about uh, jamie losing his hand what uh, no, yeah yeah you've so. seen fucking game of thrones shut up um <laughs> but it was a bit about jamie losing his hand I, I say game of thrones has been out way too long it's too late now it's your own fault um and yeah i just it just talking about it and passing um to somebody else and somebody else who said to me that they had started you know reading the books so i just assumed that they were up to the same point and they kind of looked at me and went jamie loses his hand i was like <laughs> no <laughs> who's jamie <laughs> what are you talking yeah about? <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure what on earth you're on about anyway how about this weather <laughs> yeah. well speaking of weather no speaking of chiefs uh speaking of other things we should really get onto the chiefs because that's yes. the reason why this you is guys a chiefs podcast right <laughs> I, I, I think that's the reason why you everyone listens to us i honestly don't know anymore no nor do i, I don't i'm at a loss the reason people listen to us anyway. <laughs> um, it's been a really 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 weird week because i don't it like feels it feels like <laughs> the end is nigh with it comes to the yeah. truth if you if you base your opinion on what you've seen on social media you would think we're talking about the miami dolphins right this now. is why social media is the worst thing to ever exist and this is why i hate twitter um, i also love it <laughs> i mean I love it for certain things. I hate it for other things. Yeah. Twitter for opinions is the worst. Mm-hmm. Twitter for stuff like shower Cause thoughts. Because like, it's like and, assholes. Everyone's got one. Yeah, but Twitter for stuff like shower thoughts and, you know, just random, like, memes and funny pictures and stuff, mm-hmm. great. Mm-hmm. Perfect platform for it. But you just cannot accurately convey opinions on Twitter mm-hmm. without putting in like five tweets with a proper explanation and nobody does that everyone's everyone still acts like twitter's 140 characters <laughs> um and it's just it's just so frustrating at times because it's just like do you do you read back like i do wonder if some people like even read back the stuff that they tweet before they send it out i'm like just just think about what you're about to say just for a sec like we all say stupid stuff every now and again i'm i'm sure i've said plenty of stupid stuff that people could go back and find on the podcast i'm sure but you said for us to trade eric fisher a few months ago i mean i still i yeah i i'd still stand by that next year um yeah i still stand by that um um but I say it's. Uh, you said the New Orleans Saints were going to miss the playoffs. You've not got a fucking leg to stand on right now, sir. <laughs> um, so and yeah, you said the Al- Atlanta Falcons would win that division. So, <laughs> yeah, you're over two right now, so you've got no room to talk, sir. <laughs> um, but yeah, I do just wish like everyone would just, especially in the heat of the moment, just take a step back and be like okay maybe it's not quite that bad nobody's dead that i know of um not yet not yet uh and you know the chiefs are still four and one um the schedule eases up over the next few weeks considerably once we've got the next couple of games out the way until we hit december just like honestly just take a deep breath we've still got patrick mahomes everything's going to be okay 
and this is it. People are acting like we're in like a really hot division race, and the and we're going to struggle to get a buy. We're not. We've got so much room for and like so quite a large margin of error to get a buy week. Yeah, and I think people are forgetting that, and people aren't are overreacting to the fact that we lost on Sunday night. Well, guess we lost on Sunday night. But it was our worst offensive performance in two years. Well, with Patrick Mahomes, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So the chances are that they're not going to perform that badly again. And the circumstances were ridiculous. He'd lost a left guard. He'd already went into the game without a left tackle. He was missing Sammy Watkins. He was missing Tyreek Hill. There was just so much going against Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs' offense. The fact that they were even in a game uh, as late as they were is a remarkable achievement. I'm sure this week it will be a lot better and we get into the specifics of that in a few yeah. time. But there was just no need for this overreaction. Yes, we might lose this weekend. We might lose two of the next four games because we've got some toughies coming up. But there's no need for an overreaction to them because the Chiefs are in such a good place. It's a long season. A very long season. We've got ages until January. The, if the Chiefs can get themselves right in November and December, rolling into January, that's fine. If they end up dropping a couple of games in the next few weeks, that's fine too because they are in control of the AFC West and they will continue to be in control of the AFC West because the Chargers can't catch a break, the Raiders can't keep this up, and the Broncos are shit. So yeah. they, they're going to be absolutely fine. So please, 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 please stop with the overreaction to just one loss. One loss in... In red and red on Sunday night football, blame that if you want. Yeah, but it's classic Chiefs move that. Exactly, we're used to Chiefs losing prime time games, but we're also used to the Chiefs winning regular season games and getting a good regular season record, which I'm yeah. sure they will end up with. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, rant over about overreactions. Yes, please stop it. It's not good for everyone. It's like yeah. it's been horrible this this week. I've I've stayed well off it. To be oh, honest, I say well. I just for like. After after a game like that, I just don't look at anything for for and like two days. And unsurprisingly, I'd... our listens halved this week because I think everyone was in such a hump about. Yeah, everyone about just couldn't Sunday. be bothered. Nobody wanted to go over it again, did exactly. they? Everyone so was just like, "Let's leave back it. now and enjoying us." If you've turned off at the broken bad spoilers, then I'm sorry. <laughs> if you're still with us, then great. Um, so this if it was at the Game of Thrones spoilers, I'm not sorry. You should have watched it already. <laughs> yeah, it's been around for long enough. Um, so you might have noticed that we're we're missing a member. Um, Brad is not with us. He no. is busy creating his own little army of YouTubers. Um, he's determined to take over the internet. Little mini Brads. Exactly. Yeah. That doesn't mean he's making babies. That means no, he's no, doing no. something. Else. He's already done that. <laughs> yeah. um, he's not. He's not um, putting us aside. Yeah. This is more like mini me yeah. rather than you know Scott. So you Scotty. So yeah. <laughs> Good reference, I like yeah, it. Yeah, great reference, yeah, I like <laughs> it. Really good film, we're going to make a plan to watch that sometime soon. Anyways, I digress. Um, yeah, so sorry. As yeah. per usual, when Brad's not here, we're going to do a mailbag show because it makes it a lot easier for both of us here and um, probably better yeah. listen for you. So we got you guys involved, we went to Twitter, we went to Facebook, at KCTUS underscore UK on Twitter, and at Arrowheads Abroad on Facebook. And we are... Arrowheads Abroad. Arrowheads Abroad. So we asked for your questions this week. Yeah. And we're going to start... With Mr. C. David, who's at Mr. C. David on Twitter, and he asks, "Do we really think Houston will be able to do the same thing Indy was able to do last week?" Personally, I think Mahomes and Reed are too good for that to happen. If Houston wins, will it have to be a shootout? Um, most likely, but also Houston are built the same as the Indianapolis Colts. Um, I'm potentially worried about the 
you know, our O-line against their D-line. Um, but in terms of them being able to control the clock like the Colts did, their offensive line is not good enough to do that. Okay. Um, their running backs are not good enough to do that. Um, and as I say, I, it's just not how they're built, you know, um, with, with their offense. So, yeah, while I think obviously defensively they could certainly cause us some problems with pass rush and you know disrupting the run game I, I say i just don't think they'll be able to control the clock um and keep Mahomes off the field like um like the colts were able to do and i think the houston texans um they are built like a team more like us where i feel like yeah. they fancy themselves and they feel like they would be able to hang with us unlike yeah, yeah. the colts who probably realized that they were deficient on offense and they this was the way they were going to try and beat up beat yeah, us yeah. And, it, and it was successful for that so i think against lesser teams we're going to see more of a cult style game plan against us mm. but i i fancy the texans who probably see the fact that chris jones isn't going to be playing see there's holes on defense and just going to be like sod this we trust deshaun watson we trust deandre hopkins we trust yeah. uh will fuller we are we've got Jude Johnson in the backfield who can catch passes. I feel like they trust their offense and they trust their quarterback. Yeah. So I, I, I expect it to be a shootout. I expect it to be a highly entertaining game. I completely understand why Sky Sports picked this game as their game for this week. Yeah. You've obviously got the the factor of Deshaun Watson versus Mahomes. It's a two quarterbacks versus, picked yeah, picked, exactly, yeah. What exactly. two two picks apart was it, I think? Ex- exactly. And if we're all being honest, at the time, well obviously we had our favourites and that was Mah- our favourite and that was Mahomes. Yeah. But I think I think everyone would have been happy with either or. Yeah, yeah for we sure. Would have, we, if we had Deshaun Watson playing for us now, we would love him just like it, just like we do with uh-huh. right now because he is that good. He, he's coming yeah, to Yeah, I, I say I think Watson's probably held back a little bit by Bill O'Brien. So, um, yeah, I, I, I feel like he could have, you know, maybe not the same amount of success as Mahone, but I certainly don't think he'd be too far behind with a guy like Andy Reid calling the plays for him. Mm-hmm. Next question from Neil Swift. Mm. Talking to the quarterbacks, he asks, "Would you rest Mahomes to allow him to overcome his injury?" Well, he's come out today and said that he feels fine, and we no. all know he's a tough rookie. <laughs> and if you see, have you seen who the backup is? Have you seen like no. <laughs> Mahomes performed behind that offensive line on Sunday? Now imagine that being Chad Henney behind it's not even Chad Henney anymore is it it's Matt, Matt Moore. Moore it's Matt Moore behind that offensive line um, no <laughs> yeah, I know it's I know I said it was okay to lose a couple of games in the next four weeks but yeah if we're going to lose games I want to watch no. Mahomes lose games <laughs> not Matt Moore um he's not seeing out he's there's no 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 chance and I think no. Dave Dave might have summed it up once or twice so far um no but thank you for the question Neil um no I wouldn't drop Patrick Mahomes in any way, shape, or form, I think if Patrick Mahomes is running around on one leg, I'd still prefer him out there. If Patrick Mahomes had no hands, I'd probably still want him out there, out there. So, instead of uh, Matt Moore, uh, Gavin Jackson asks, "How long do we give Frank Clark to start producing?" Now you've got a very like smart ass answer, yeah, haven't you? And then I want uh, an answer about when do we actually question his effort and not necessarily like <laughs> okay. production. So on. you want the smart ass answer smart first? Answer, smart ass okay, answer. smart ass answer first is um about four years because he signed a five year hundred odd million dollar deal in the off season so he ain't going anywhere anytime soon. Um realistically 
yeah, you give them four years. I'm, I, I, honestly, even though it is the smart ass answer, it's also the only answer because he, the Chiefs are tied down to Frank Clark for mm-hmm. a long time now, um, and he just needs to step up and start producing because he isn't going anywhere any else anytime soon. And I think the person that he's probably damaging a little bit is Chris Jones here because um, if he doesn't produce under this big contract in, for, in year one, I think the Chiefs are going to be reluctant to, to give another defensive piece. A well, I don't contract. think they have the money to with the, the Mahomes contract on the horizon, you know, Tyreek Hill's extension kicking in next year. Um, obviously, they're going to have to pay a cornerback yeah. or two potentially. Um and then obviously you can't think of taking into account you any rookies that you draft as well. Like I say, there's there's just not enough money to go around to everyone. So yeah, I mean it happens to every team though. You have to replace um, vets with younger guys to to fit under the cap. It happens everywhere. Um, um, but obviously it's gonna not be potentially more damaging for Brett Veach than it is. Frank yeah. Clark um, yeah, in Frank the next Clark's, year or two. Frank Clark's um, getting paid regardless, but Brett Veach has given up yeah. a, a draft pick. Brett Veach is picks. certainly going to be on a very hot seat come the end of the year if the Chiefs have not probably made the Super Bowl and Frank Clark has still not produced mm. because that was a lot of draft capital to give up. And also if it means losing Chris Jones, I don't think a lot of fans are going to be particularly happy about it either. No, I feel, I feel like there's a Brett Veach discussion coming soon. I don't feel like he's yet. We'll not yet, we'll, not yet. We'll wait no. until the trade deadline and then see how we're performing on that side of the ball. I wouldn't even say that. I'd say wait, you've got to leave it till the end of the season. I, I, you know, I it is a new scheme. It's, you know, new players. It, it's going to take a bit of time. Um, but I seriously think it's a discussion in the off-season if Clark bombs the rest mm-hmm. of the year and Jones walks, mm-hmm. there they will be some serious discussions. Well, there's another, here's another negative question along the same lines um, from Carl Stannard on Twitter. Yeah. Um, he asks, how long do you think Spagnolo will last with the Chiefs if the defence continues as it oh, is? He's not going anywhere. No, uh, no he's loyal. fine. Uh, yeah, Reed's too loyal. You saw it was Sutton, you know, that was two seasons too late um and you know spagnol is going to be given time you know even if it doesn't all come together but i i think this flash is shown um we know there's a talent deficiency on defense we knew that coming into the year um obviously you, you know you were hoping guys would sort of step up a little bit and improve um and you know i certainly think the you know the back end of the defense has been better than people were expecting, mm-hmm. but it's been overshadowed by how poor we have been up front. Mm-hmm. Really, um, I think this this Sunday is the first chance, or we're going to see to see how well the cornerbacks are playing because yeah. these teams that we've played so far have tend to lean on the run and we've been tested up front in our front seven. Where this weekend, look at the receivers that the that our cornerbacks yeah, yeah. are going against, and like this is a tough ask. I I don't know the status on Kenny Stills. I saw he had an injury a couple of weeks ago. I need to check. Yeah, out he's not that. played. Uh, I don't think since week one, right? And I think it was two weeks ago he pulled up with a hamstring injury. But he's look he looked quite good. I'm, I don't know if he's playing. Sorry, not having the uh, injury report up. I apologize. Yeah. But 
nonetheless, DeAndre Hopkins is a monster for me, and I might people might disagree with me here, but I think he is the best wide receiver in in football, and I think he has been for the last two or three years, and he's done it with terrible quarterbacks and he's done it with Deshaun Watson and I think whoever he decides to line up opposite and go against they have got a job on their hand Bashar Breeland didn't have the best of games last week but he's been fairly solid overall Traverius Ward hasn't been talked about much at all which I like yes which is that's a good a thing good usually yeah normally yeah. a good sign it's like tackles you don't really want to hear about your tackles you don't want to hear about your cornerbacks players that you don't hear about normally mean they're playing quite well so yeah Travis Ward he seems to be playing better the only one that's really surprised me and who really hasn't lived up to what the hype that he got when he got brought across from Washington is Kendall Fuller and I, I wonder where he will be this time next year obviously he's in the last year of it yeah I don't think well. it'll be with the Chiefs no no so I'm they, not unless they he's gonna take a team friendly deal at least and they are going to be tested on Sunday Deshaun Watson is going to come out for him I wouldn't be surprised if both quarterbacks end up throwing for 800 yards between them like it could get silly out of hand on on Sunday so back to the questions um, because we definitely went off away from them then yeah a little Um, bit Kenzie Forpask is Tyreek Hill playing yes 100% I think he will Um, it might not be you know 100% you know the full snap count that you would normally get, but he will see the field. Oh, I'm 100% sure of that on Sunday. Yep, Sammy Watkins didn't practice today, um, so chances of him playing on Sunday are slim to none. I think this is it for Sammy Watkins. I think I think the decision was already made before the season, but I think it's well and truly made. Yeah, now. like questions it's, got raised after week one because it was yeah. like, oh, maybe he finally has turned the corner, but. Yeah. Yeah, I think Ryan's on the wall for him. You're now seeing the yeah, end of- especially it's like even if he's producing, it's the fact that the health problems mm-hmm. have continued to plague him, yeah. and that is too much money, especially when we're all going to be paying Hill as well next year mm-hmm. to be paying a guy that you you can't rely on for 16 games. Mm-hmm. I'm interested to see how Byron Pringle plays this week. Obviously, I give him a bit of a tough time on Monday regarding not getting a first down, but yeah, yeah. I probably didn't give him enough credit for how well he actually played it um, outside of that. Yes, I was emotionally charged. I overreacted. I did what everyone did, does on Twitter, for God's sake. I'm sorry, but looking back at he... Hey, at least he game. didn't call out you know, Demetrius Harris this time. Yeah, very true. He had a good game, Byron Pringle, so I'm excited to see what he can do. Obviously, with Tyreek Hill potentially in there, that gives a lot more freedom to our wide receivers and a lot more freedom to Travis Kelsey. So. <laughs> yeah, it takes the top off the defence a little bit, yeah. for sure. I don't know why. He might be quick or something. Um, a little bit, yeah. Maybe, it's been maybe. said. Maybe. So, yeah. And again, to the overreactors, Pat Mahomes has been doing this without... Tyreek Hill so I'm interested to see how Tyreek Hill comes teams are not going to be able to bracket Kelsey the same anymore either that's going to be the biggest I I honestly if Hill plays a significant role on Sunday I think Kelsey could have a big game Mm -hmm. because as I say it's just going to free up that intermediate zone a little bit because defences will be a little bit more scared of Mm -hmm. getting burnt deep because it's not just McCall Hardman anymore it's Tyreek Hill at the same time you know, you've got those two guys on the field. You have to be wary of getting beat deep. Um, and as I say, that should free up the underneath stuff a little bit more for uh, Kelsey and mm-hmm. yeah, stop getting this double bra- you know, coverage and getting bracketed mm-hmm. and playing a safety over the top of him. So, quick question. This one's from me. Yep. Uh, over under, Tariq Kill, when he comes back, a 1,000 yards receiving this season. I potentially could see it, yeah. 
Yeah, I, I'm taking the over on that. Eleven games. Still got eleven games. Yeah. Yeah, I think. What's he need? Nine hundred fifty yards, mm, there or thereabouts. Something like that. Yeah, I, I, I give him it. I think he gets it. Um, so what do you? What do you, we go back to? Um, the questions in a minute, but you touched on it there. The the man coverage. Yeah. You've you've played. You've been a defensive back in this league. Uh-huh. You've also played work, not in this league. In in a, in football. Yeah, not in the <laughs> yeah. NFL. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> back in my day. <laughs> Uh, and so, so I apologise I might edit that out I probably yeah. won't um, you've played wide receiver you've also played DB when you're facing man coverage yeah. w- why do our receivers look like they're lost against man coverage yet they're very good at picking holes in zone is it is it how they've been schemed or is it the receiver themselves um, it can potentially be a, a little bit both um, generally I think zone you'll find receivers that are more comfortable finding pockets of space mm-hmm. prefer playing against zone whereas they're probably the less football smart guys um that are a little bit quicker getting out of the breaks you know the faster guys may not be the smartest but you know guys that are just hard to keep up with you know that they're they'll suit um man coverage a little bit more mm-hmm. um but as i say it Honestly, it can depend. Um, you know, sometimes it's what you see in practice. You know, if you're not used to to guys getting up in your face and playing press man coverage a lot, you don't see it a lot, and then a team comes and does it to you, mm-hmm. you know, it can be a little bit of a shock to the system for for, for guys. You know, because you have to remember, like, obviously outside Sammy Watkins, it's a pretty young receiver group. There's not yeah. a lot of experience there. Um, and, you know, you, you can practice... This, to an extent, you can practice stuff, but it, it still never prepares you fully for an in-game situation. Um, but yeah, I say it's it's kind of how the Chiefs' offense is set up, at least anyway. You know, it's set up to hit the open man. I think, you know, you look at the stats from uh, Mahomes throwing into tight windows this year, and he's, th- you know, the second least out of all quarterbacks in the yeah. NFL. Um because, as I say, Reed's offense is all about scheming somebody open. Mm-hmm. You know, look at a lot of the big plays we've had this year. It's because someone's been schemed open. Yeah. Obviously, Mahomes is still brilliant at making those reads and knowing, you know, which guys are going to be open and when they're going to be open. But, as I say, a lot of credit has to go to Reed's scheme for getting these guys open in the first place. So, with the man, obviously... It's going to be different when Tyreek Hill comes back because yeah. they aren't going to be able to sit in zones and because he, he will just bust them open and they will. Have but to like, get them. So what, but, what, what do the Chiefs do now? Like in, with the other guys, do they do they send more crossing routes across the field? Like how how do they counter that? As I mean, as generally, group? yes. If you're going to play a lot of man coverage, you you generally tend to see a lot of rub routes, a lot of crossing routes across the field. Basically, mm-hmm. you're trying to create confusion and trying to create a a bit of a mismatch basically in terms of you know it's really hard if you get in that step inside for you know a db to to get across in time and, and mm-hmm. follow the guy um you know very very few dbs are able to keep up and obviously then you get the traffic across the field as well which you know you see it all the time where dbs have to avoid collisions basically mm-hmm. um and stop getting in each other's way if they're, you know, especially when they're in man coverage. Obviously, zone coverage less. Um, but almost, I think, I think you'll see teams play more more zone coverage because Hill 
comes in because if you try and man uphill, unless you're playing a safety over the top as well, like the Patriots that did. you're asking for trouble. Yeah, but as I say, the idea is that is if you know you're having to double a guy that leaves another guy open mm-hmm. in man coverage. That's the whole idea behind it, basically. Um, whereas obviously in zone, it gives you a little bit more protection on you know getting beat deep. Mm-hmm. But then obviously. QBs like Mahomes will start to pick you apart mm. because they'll start finding the holes in the zones and, and especially finding those open men. And you got someone like Travis Kelsey who always seems to find these, the, the yeah. They, I say he because he's not only yeah. Well, he's not only an athlete, but he's a smart football player. Like I think it's I don't think it's something Kelsey's given enough credit for at times because he is, you know, a bit of a freak athlete at tight end and. Guys struggle to cover him, but it's also the fact that he makes good reads. He knows when to sit in his own coverage. He knows when he needs to keep extending the play. You know, he just fight like there was that big play against Detroit where he initially got that double coverage. He got that bump from the linebacker. He had the safety over the top, and then Mahomes scrambled a little bit, and he he just found that space in the defense. And it's just little things like that. Um, you know that the I guess it's smart football players, but that experience as well helps. The intangibles, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back to the questions. Um, Thank you for summing that up. I think the Chiefs, there's going to be a lot more talk going ahead about the type of coverages and the type of defences that the the Chiefs face because it seems to be the in thing to talk about right now is the fact that the Colts switched from a zone to a man scheme, something that they don't normally do. They they were the team that had success against the Chiefs. They were the team that held them to 13 points. So it's a copycat league. We all know it is. So this conversation, I'm sure, will roll roll through the league. But guess what? Andy Reid and Pat Mahomes are having the exact same conversation. So you know that all week they would have been working on something to beat that because you know they were embarrassed on something. And they, you know that they want to right yeah. those wrongs. So I, I'm not worried about the offense at all. Um, apart from one position, I must add. <laughs> which yeah, yeah, yeah. But we've got a question about that. So Harim De Silva just asked. So we've signed Stefan Wisniewski. Wisniewski. Wisniewski as a guy. Wisniewski. He won a ring in 2017. But would a better? Yeah. He did. So would a better move been to re-sign Jeff Allen? Um, I'm going to go ahead and say no. Um, he's he was never that great when he was with the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs brought back a familiar face last year and that started this year. Um, but there's obviously a reason they've let him go. Exactly. Um, and so yeah, I just feel like. They obviously feel like Wisniewski is a better player at this point. You know, knowing the offense only helps you so much. At the end of the day, you still have to be able to perform. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the the Chiefs obviously didn't feel like Allen could perform at the level required anymore. Do you think he comes in and plays on Sunday, week one? Do you think? I, have, I think potentially. Yeah, I mean, offensive line. Obviously, that there'll be there'll be things that will need to get worked on, but. I certainly think it's a position that you can plug guys in a little easier than other positions to an extent. Yeah, especially in that interior and looking at the injury or the 
the BJ Kissel's Twitter feed at the moment. Uh, the Chiefs that didn't practice today, Eric Fisher and Andrew Wiley are both on that list. So that's two our uh, two starters on the left hand yeah. side. So you expect Cam Irving to play keep up at left tackle. Yeah. Um Ryan Hunter was obviously cut and then re signed to the practice squad um just today. Um but after he was terrible when he came on Sunday. So yeah, you're probably gonna see the new guy slotted straight into the the offensive line, which can only be a positive there's the fact that she's recognized that they were terrible in, in yeah they tried to address it and they're trying to address it so kudos to brett veach for that one um connor kelly asks given the depth of wide receiver and with hill returning could you see the chiefs trading a wide receiver for a mid low defensive piece from a needy team he's said for example william jackson from cincinnati uh unlikely yeah um especially with the injuries at the minute. Um, I say, I just, yeah, I don't think that's what good football teams do, mm-hmm. really. You don't see good teams trade good players um, very often, especially, you know, winning teams. Mm-hmm. It, it just doesn't happen. Especially um, when you consider that the offences are is our strength so why make yeah. it weaker and, and we, we it's had not a like discussion a few weeks ago about um moving safeties to cornerbacks yeah. why make one position weaker just to make the other one slightly stronger when you could have yeah. one strong unit i think it's the same like re- being realistic what type of corner are you going to get you're probably going to get a charvarius ward or a bashar Breland or a kendall fuller type level player for one of our wide receivers so why why add another player like that to lose a piece that we could potentially use or need on offense? I just yeah. don't, I just don't see the need right now to trade uh, players from our best position group. Yeah, and I don't think it's a position group where it's something like whether so so stacked that you know we've got guys lying around that you can give give away. You know, it, I just don't think it's like that. Yeah, I'm I'm happy with the position group, but it's not something I'd want to give pieces away from. No, I completely agree. But thank you for the question, Connor. Um, Steve Fitzpatrick, last question before... Um, well, two more questions, sorry, before we get on to predictions and then we get out of here. Um, Steve Fitzpatrick asks, uh, Mahomes is starting to look a bit annoyed during games and Kelsey's rattled. Is everything okay? Yes. The Mahomes being rattled thing is not just from last week, though. That's been like a whole season thing. He looks like... He's, he's just t- taking on more of a leadership role I, de- I would I, say I think that's all it is I agree I, um, do. I don't think he's pit more pissed off or more annoyed or anything like that it's just that he's in his second year now I think he sort of has taken on a little bit of a leadership role and you know he just he he wants guys to execute you know mm-hmm. there's been some dumb mistakes guys you know running the wrong routes you've seen it at times you know obviously you've got a guy like Hardman who is new a rookie still getting to you know grips with the entire playbook there's no way that you know he's especially playbooks like Reed's that's notoriously difficult for first year guys to come in and get a handle of straight away so yeah there's going to be growing pains at time but yeah i just look at it as that mahomes is taking more of the responsibility of himself and i don't necessarily see that as a bad thing mm-hmm. 
we didn't touch on it on um, Monday and we won't go into it um, in great length now but Travis Kelsey keep your hands off those coaches no one wants to see that type of stuff regardless of how annoyed you are there's got to be a respect level there and you shouldn't be doing that um, not that you need to get advice from me I'm just saying <laughs> um, we have got plenty of other questions but we're running short on time because as I said I want to get out of here I've got a film to watch tomorrow <laughs> um, so final mm-hmm. question um, from great great Twitter handle Taco Salazar he asks are fish and chips better than barbecue no no they're not like fish and especially chips not good. Kansas City barbecue no Jesus um, like I like fish and chips and people but what annoys me about fish and chips is when people tell me it's like the best takeaway of the lot it, it's just not it's, it's, it's good, good. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a yeah, yeah it's really good but it's it's just a dinner that you happen to go and collect yeah my for sure it's um, one of those things that you think you know what I've not had a chippy in a while yeah I'm gonna have a chippy but it's not something I think I really want a chippy right now. It's not like a treat yourself, you know. Oh, I've been good at Weight Watchers <laughs> this week. I'm going yeah, to treat exactly. myself to a, to a, to to a, a chippy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there might be like that for some people, but I don't think that's how the majority of people view it. Whereas I think about like going to somewhere like Reds in Manchester and I'm like, yeah, just give me all of that food right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very true. If I'm going out, yeah. I'd much rather go for a Reds barbecue or an Indian. Like when we were in Kansas City, where was it? What was the last place we went to? Q39. Yeah, Q39, that's it. And I was just like, I just want to go back <laughs> so much. <laughs> uh, my friends, they're really weird. They, He's got a thing that he will only eat fish and chips on a Friday. He goes, oh, chip Friday. Like I, I suggested about getting fish and chips on like one random Wednesday night. You know, couldn't be bothered to cook. Shall I get fish and chips? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, no, I can't have it on a Wednesday. It has to be a Friday. Everyone has fish and chips on a Friday. I went, no, they don't. Fish and chips are open <laughs> yeah. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday. If if they weren't if they were open, uh, blah, 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 yeah, well, it's, yeah, yeah, hey, yeah, hey, yeah. Hey, hey. ranting at him now. I'm going to ring him up and ask him if he yeah. wants a chippy <laughs> just to see. Um, but yeah, I just don't I don't get that. It's a bit odd. Anyways, we talked about fish and chips. We talked about Breaking Bad. We talked about Game of Thrones. Jamie Hans, Jamie Lannister losing his hand. Spoiler alert. But then finally, we're here. The prediction for Sunday night. What will be the final score between the Chiefs and the Houston Texans? We're going to go Chiefs, 38. Wow. Texans, 34. Shootout. Proper Big time. shootout. I like it. I, I agree. I do think it's a shootout, but I'm being that guy. I'm being that Mr. Overreaction. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Oh, no. I'm sorry for the first time this Predicting season. a Chiefs loss? I'm predicting a Chiefs loss. I do I think it's going to happen. I don't hate like obviously I hate the fact that Chiefs are going to lose but I'm not going to if we do lose on whoa, Sunday whoa, whoa. no you hate the fact that you think the Chiefs are going to yeah, lose okay, not cool, that you yeah. hate the fact that the Chiefs are going to lose because I don't like that attitude <laughs> Tom okay, yeah. I agree right but I'm not going to overreact to the fact that the Chiefs might lose and if they do who cares it's a long season I touched on it at the start of the show we've got a long 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 time to go they might lose this game do I think it affects the Chiefs season overall no I don't will it affect national um, perception of the Chiefs of course it will look at the power rankings this week after we lost on Sunday to be honest it's probably going to be a good thing that the Chiefs are going to go back to be unnoticed it might not be very good if you've got money on Mahomes to win MVP because the chance of that happening I do have that (laughs) going to be a lot less um but I do think the Chiefs are going to lose on Sunday. I think they've got too many injuries. I think the the Texans are going to come out throwing. They're going to score. 
and they're going to pretty much score well. So I've got the the Chiefs uh, on twenty seven and the Texans thirty four. Um, so Oof. it's going to be a, a one score game, but I do think that the Texans are going to overcome the Chiefs, and unfortunately, the Chiefs are going to see two home losses in a row. But it's okay because next Thursday we go to Denver, and it'll be all hunky dory. Better be it bloody better be. I feel dirty. Yeah, I don't like you anymore. Yeah, I'm sorry. I apologise. But it's just the way I feel. I'm sorry. Should we end the show? Yeah, please. <laughs> well, thank you for listening to the Arrowheads Abroad podcast. Um, if you want to get in touch with us... Um, yeah, send all to- your complaints to uh, Tom Childs <laughs> on Twitter. <laughs> close enough um, yeah send it to Tom Charles that guy's a loser um, yeah if you want to get in contact with us um, at Arrowheads Abroad on Facebook and at KCTS underscore UK whilst you're at it if you fancy giving us a five star review that would be lovely uh, you can do it on iTunes Stitcher SoundCloud wherever you get your podcast from but yeah we do like reading your reviews and we haven't had one in a while so that would be nice so if anyone wants to give us a review we'll give you a shout out on Monday's show how does that sound but anyways, from me and Dave, and from one kingdom to another, we'll speak to you again soon.